Hello there, you're listening to Linda Pinizzato of the Condo Expert. We're here at the Hayes FM in Mississauga, but we're not talking. Well, we mentioned a little bit about condominiums today because we've been talking about superstitions. And condominiums, what I want to quickly mention is, is that, you know, developers out there are interesting. Many buildings, we get it. Okay, number 13 may not be available in some condominium buildings or even high-rise buildings out there. But there's some buildings now in the city that uh, don't even have 14 or 24 or 34. Today, it's amazing. Justin Goulet is here <laughs> chatting about superstitions with me. You know, did you know that, Justin? That I that's didn't. the condos? Yeah. I didn't. It's ridiculous. Not at all. I thought it was just the number 13 when it came to come, came to condos and apartment buildings. Nope. Now there's there's uh, Mariner Terrace. It's over by the Rogers Center. Okay. It, I believe it's a 55-story building. Wow. There's no 14. There's no four. 14, there's no 13, there's no 14, there's no 24, 34, 44, and I believe 54 might be the last one. The funny, the funny but thing it's is- It's not 55 uh, stories then, is it? Exactly. The funny thing about <laughs> these buildings, when you say, oh, we don't ha- say, for example, we don't have a 13th floor. Yes, you do have a 13th floor. It's mm-hmm. just not labeled as the number 13. So technically all buildings do have these, these like the floors with those superstitious numbers, but they aren't labeled as that. Right. Well, exactly. So then rather than switching them all through, why don't they just put a blue dot there? Do you know blue dots are good luck, eh? Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's, I didn't know uh, that. <laughs> yeah, blue dots are. They're vibrant, <laughs> spirituality. They're, they're, they're very, very good luck. But, you know, you, you take it out of the real estate world, right? And we talked a little bit about the sports world. Of course. One thing we didn't mention was is that I actually looked up. It's very common with the dribbling of the ball and the basketball. Very oh, yeah. I, I remember even but, coaches. Coaches, yeah. when I was playing house league or when I was playing at school, they would say, you know, if you miss a free throw, you know what? Go through your routine. Coaches would always mention that. Every player has their routine. Like I know Gilbert Arenas, I don't know if he still plays in the NBA. I don't know what he's really up to now, but he would always spin the ball behind his back. Jason Kidd, when he was playing back in the day before he would shoot a free throw, he would he would kiss, like he would send up a kiss up to the backboard. Really? Nah. Really? Just to, wow. Isn't that, well, you know, <laughs> that's funny that I say that. They have the kiss cam, you know, when you watch, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, when you watch the NHL. There was a guy that got dumped on last week. It was all over. He was like right in the ratings of the top five worst things caught on. Oh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, did oh you remember? He, yeah, he really, he really hit the airwaves, didn't he? It was. It was it the guy he went for the kiss. And he then went the girl for it, totally, and she just totally dumped him. Uh, totally dissed him completely. <laughs> talk about getting shot blocked, really. Yeah, and and it kept replaying and replaying and replaying. You know, so, but you know, baseball. Baseball is another one. I mean, the the really the worst thing that anyone can do is you never lend the bat to a fellow player that's no. a total jinx no everyone has their own bat and they have their routine before they go up to the plate yeah. i used to play in the uh, real estate basketball team okay and we well it was really funny because uh one summer they actually decided that they're going to bring in a baseball league oh so i figured I i'd switch sports i mean I used to play ball when i was my, uh, younger anyway like baseball yeah and of course you know they line up the four bats that they had and we had someone there that kept doing it and finally finally they had to say bob will you stop <laughs> don't and it's it's a big jinx it's a huge jinx. Oh, for sure. So it's going back to the superstition. A pitcher throwing a perfect game or a no-hitter never speaks of it while it's going on. No, no. I, yeah, yeah I've, I've heard that one for sure. And even even in golf, there's that term. I believe it's the yips. Oh, right. The yes. yips. I yes. Think, yeah. It's yeah. almost like you, you get jinxed and your game is thrown off. Well, you know, in real estate, uh, way back when, when you did a deal, the last thing you would want to do is post it on the board when it's still conditional. 
Yeah. Because it's still not a deal yet. Exactly. And why do you want to gloat about it or put it up there? Why do you even want any other agents knowing your business, really? There's no point to it. So I never put those deals up on the board. Oh, for sure. Like I've, until they're finalized. A very good friend of mine from school, we were talking about our internships when at the end of our, our run in school, and she told no one about her internship because it wasn't official yet, and she said she didn't want to throw it off. So she's keeping it under wraps. Yep. She didn't tell anyone, then she got it, and then she was able to tell us. So it's all it's all a mental thing. It's all Yeah, that goes back to uh, women that could be expecting. You mm-hmm. know, they'll wait that three months before exactly. they'll actually put the word out. Exactly. Yeah, I know. And getting back to baseball. Okay, I read another one. Oh, this is gross because I really can't stand <laughs> the spitting part. Oh, man. Oh, the chewing tobacco? Oh, the chewing tobacco. Oh, the tobacco, the spitting. Yeah, spitting into their hand before picking up the, the, the bat. Oh, I've seen that done before. Yeah, that is that. I'm sorry. You know what? There's a difference between superstition and being downright gross. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, use like baby powder or something. Pull a LeBron James and just use the, well, use the yeah, powder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can do that. I mean, you know, at least, and it's probably more hygienic too. I you mean, think seriously, so. yeah. I like, don't really want to spit in my hand. Well, a lot of pitchers do it. They'll spit on their fingertips. Oh, you see, yeah, you, you see know? that all the time watching a Jays game. You're gonna see that. Mm-hmm. Who was that player last week? He put some dark, uh, he put some dark, sticky stuff at the back of his ear, and they called him on it. He got suspended for it, and that was in baseball. I can't remember. I saw that, and I actually it was funny because I saw it on TV. I was actually watching the screen, and I was wondering what on earth is that black stuff that's on? It was just under his ear, you know, above his neck, and I'm not uh, sure. yeah, and and uh, it was actually on. It was last week, but I am so sorry. I don't remember his name. But another thing too. But you know, I don't know if that's a superstition or it's. But it's really just trying to get an edge. It <laughs> could be. Could yeah, be. you never you know. know. So, but I understand in the music world now. You've got a whole slew of people on the number twenty-seven. Oh, of course, fascinating. If, this is it, fascinating. Yeah, this is absolutely amazing. I actually heard the story. It's great. This it wasn't too long ago. I heard the story behind this this urban legend, I guess. But there's so many artists out there that have passed away at the age of twenty-seven. People like Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, even Amy Winehouse passed away at the age of twenty-seven. That's the unlucky number for rock stars. And I hear this is this is an interesting story. Robert Johnson, one of the most famous blues musicians and singers of all time apparently he sold his soul to a crossroads demon this goes way back this goes way back to the 19 1930s 1940s i believe he was 20 he died at the age of 27 years old and 100 days so very you know uh, exactly 100 days it's crazy so apparently he sold his soul to a crossroads demon in order to achieve success and uh you know that song the devil went down to georgia yeah i believe it's based off his story Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, isn't that interesting? So Robert Johnson, he was he was the first the first big name to die at that age, and uh, and then the trend just kept on going and going. Like some of those names I listed out: Kurt Cobain, Janis Joplin, Amy Winehouse. Recently, was a that couple is years ago. really that. Now that's a bit that's really unreal. Maybe though, it could be a time in their life where they've actually gained success, and it's just a coincidental. I mean, there's 365 days in the year of you being 27. Exactly. Right? So it's not like they're all passed away on the same day. No, if it was on the you same know? day, it would be even creepier. But still, uh, yeah. the 27, the whole 27 conspiracy is, it's it's crazy. It's wacky. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Now, you know, when I went back, so if I'm going to pull out, because the first time I've heard of 27, but 13, you know, they they have, uh, if, if you think Matt Sundin in yeah. hockey, he was number 13. He was. 
Yeah, he was, uh, you know, and that was great luck for him. It was fantastic. He had fantastic. an amazing career, one of the best players of all time. You got it, yeah. And a ton of athletes have uh, retired jerseys at thir- uh, with number 13, all the way from, you know, Major League Baseball, the Cincinnati Reds, David Conception, um, Wilt Chamberlain, Biggie. There you go. Yeah, NBA. Wilt Stilt. Yeah. You've got it. So, you know, number 13. I mean, they could choose any number in the world. Heck, they could make any number in the world. Exactly. <laughs> so, San Antonio, James Slats. Yeah, and even you look at Steve Nash, number 13, one of the best That's Canadian right. basketball Well, you players. know, Steve Nash played with my son. Actually, Steve oh, yeah? Nash. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Not Steve Nash. What am I thinking? I'm thinking Ricky Rick Nash. Nash. I'm Rick still Nash. in, I'm still still in hockey. hockey. <laughs> Rick Nash. We had the same same thought right there when you said, I'm right. thinking of so, Rick Nash. That's Rick who you're thinking Nash, of. but he's not. He's number uh, 80-something, rather, I think. But, you know, but the interesting part is Steve Nash, now his wife is married to Manny Malhotra okay. in the NHL, and Manny used to literally be the best friend of my son. I took Manny to um, Canada Wondersland when he was about seven or eight years oh, old. Wow. Oh, yeah. When he was like, I think it was about all the way from eight to about 10, 12 years old, somewhere wow. in there, trying to think time-wise, you know. But my son used to play uh, in the Mississauga Reps, and, okay. and Manny played on the Reps at that time, too. Of course, I had the three boys, so I took all four of them, including Manny, buy all of them season passes. That was me. I bought all four season passes, oh, wow. plus myself. We went about seven times a season, and oh, this went great. on for about four years. Well, you're using up that season know? pass. That's nice to see. Some oh, it was just fun. It. it was great. <laughs> but you know, there you go. I mean, you go to these entertainment parks. If anybody is superstitious or, or you know, they probably shouldn't go there. They're wasting their money. Exactly. Because you're going to be afraid of the rides breaking down. They're going to like Final Destination 3. Yeah, that type (laughs) of thing. Right. Because like I love them. You know what? You can't. I don't know. Can you live your life with all these different fears? It's almost like, have you seen the movie Along Came Polly? Yes, I did. Ben Stiller's character is afraid of so many things. Exactly. And what does that do? I mean, does that really open up life experiences if you're going to be stressed out about what this is doing? And, and I get it. I'm not trying to turn away people from having their superstitions. If they're good ones because you believe that they're giving you luck and they're simplified. But once they start getting really super complicated. Yeah. And they start holding you back from having fun. Exactly. That's then when it gets, it gets How can that much. be helpful? Like how exactly. can that actually give you prosperity and so on? Do you know number 13 in Italy is actually extremely lucky? I didn't know that. No, no, that's, wow. Yeah. So, you know, and then, well, it's the way that they calculate their numbers. Okay. Okay. So because they start with the 11 being the first compound number, and, and that's the same in Arabic and Chinese, Hungarian, Japanese, Swahili, and all these. Yeah. But then from there, it starts to change. Okay, I see. Yeah, see. But I think D- Lady Di was associated with the number eight. With the number eight? Yes, could be. yes. I remember way back when reading all about that. But, you know, I think the, you know, the key thing about this whole conversation is, is it's, it's a total awareness because, you know what, we all have our superstitions. Oh, we all do. Everyone does. But we never stop long enough to really break it down mm-hmm. and look at the whole picture of superstitions. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Hey, look at you want to buy a real estate property? You have it involved there. You want to be involved in any degree of sports? You have it hitting you there. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you want to go out and uh, listen to music and so on, if you have that kind of superstition, then you're going to stay away from certain things there too, even movies. Exactly. Yeah. You may not go and watch certain movies. Because you're, you're Exactly. Well, you know, there's there's the monitor there for people with children. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, and what they want to open up for their kids, and one what they want to, and and it's not because of a superstition. It's more of whether or not they feel it's healthy yeah. for their children to be exposed to something. Like you're not going to take your six year old to Friday the Thirteenth. You know, it's it's funny that you brought that up. I went to see Jurassic Park last year when it was re released in 3D with two of my friends uh, from school, and there was probably some six or seven year olds in there, and they they kept on talking. So during during the middle of the movie, I usually don't do this, but I actually went back and told them to be quiet. Because why are you bringing a six or seven year old to what essentially is a horror movie? Exactly, Something I know. Like that. Wow. So were they actually into the movie, or were they getting stressed out? They're it, they're just chatting. They didn't. They seem were just to care. there. Yeah, they're just kids, yeah. kind of goofing off. It's like it's almost like not to not to like shine a negative light on on their their parents, but it's almost like the parents brought the kids to the movie without thinking. Yeah, they couldn't. Yeah. They didn't want to hire a babysitter or something. Yeah, so they just decided. But you know, they do have to think about that. You know, there was a a really I'm not going to mention who it is, but wow, <laughs> is she ever? She's a she's a comedian. Okay, okay, from the states, and she is funny. Oh man, is she ever hilarious? <laughs> I mean, she is totally over the top. Oh, that's good. Totally, that's completely. Good. <laughs> I was blown away. I mean. There is nothing she has not sacrificed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the only problem is then she actually found a young boy in the audience. And when she stopped him and asked him how old he was, he told her that he was 12 years old. And she was so racy. I couldn't believe how racy she was. Uh, <laughs> oh, she really was. And then she turned around and she said, "Okay, where's childcare?" Uh, that's. I can't believe I couldn't believe that a parent would actually bring their child to that. I mean, it was it was so entertaining. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you got any hang ups on swearing and uh, yeah, different types of sexuality and and cultures and everything else, and and you don't want to hear that kind of criticisms, <laughs> uh, don't go. Yeah. But anybody going to stand up comics, they can't they can't be bothered by things like that. Otherwise, it's not the right venue to go to. Exactly, because stand up comics have no limits really that's the name yeah of the game. that's the name of the game mm-hmm. it, they're not they're not trying to uh, discriminate about anybody they just nail everyone exactly yeah but this kid you know but this young 12 year old i mean i don't know like a a, a child that age are they going to be able to be ready for that that's really i don't know that was that really blew me away i couldn't believe my husband over there we were in the living <laughs> we, we uh we had it on our box and we were listening to it and <laughs> we just couldn't believe it but wow. but there you go you know it goes back to the other thing okay so the the border is where do you draw the line yeah. so what is a superstition what is his good judgment right exactly coincidences yeah i mean there's tons of coincidences I, I like to say everything is connected in some some way or another well that's true there's so many things that are connected in the world it's it's crazy have you not ever read a story though sometimes where you uh you know you're reading it and it just ended up being such a coincidence. Like something has happened, but it's a ridiculous. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. It's no different from um, whether it's a good thing that happened or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you go to an event. You didn't get there on time because you had to do this. You had to do that. You got distracted. You forgot your ticket. You had to go back home for it. Something happened. You should have been there, but you weren't there. And then you start wondering. And then that statement comes out. Well, it just wasn't your time. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. And like, what if? What would have happened? If? Yeah. Yeah. You know, years ago, I met this, you know, before I got into real estate, it was really amazing. I met this gentleman who was a professor at the U of T. And he said something really inspiring to me. He said to me, you know, Linda, you will always in your entire life come into I should have, I could have, and I would have. Oh, no, I totally agree with him. Yeah. And, you know, and it's funny because so many decisions in your life 
And, and it doesn't matter whether or not it's a decision to, to, uh, you know, extend your schooling, your education, mm-hmm. whether or not you want to save money to invest in stocks, yeah. you want to invest in real estate, you want to start your own business, you want to become an entrepreneur, you want to get married, you don't want to get married, you want children, you don't want children. You know, those are all decisions, right? I would love to be able to see alternate universes and see what would happen if you made made a different decision you know i think i think to when uh i i was going to go to to iroquois ridge high school in oakville but then my family we moved to the other side of oakville so i ended up going to thomas a blakelock high school i would like to see what would have happened if i went to iroquois that's right. Oh, that's a great high school. Scenarios. I used to own a property that backed right on that uh, on the running track of the Iroquois Ridge. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. Isn't that fantastic? It's beautiful. Yeah, that's over on Park uh, Park Mount, I think it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a great spot. Well, exactly. It would be completely different for you because all of a sudden you're placed in a whole new environment. I might not be here right now talking to you, Linda. Yeah, but you're following your dream. You love being so, on radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you never so, you never but, know what could happen, right? Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's funny. My parents came from Germany many years okay. ago. I, I have the Italian last name mm-hmm. from my ex-husband, but my nationality background is German. Oh, I see. Yeah, I've got dual citizenship in the whole nine yards. Wow. So, yeah, so it's interesting. It's the same thing. I mean, when my parents came over here, I was the only one born in Toronto. Everybody else was born in Germany. Oh, wow. You know, so I'd be doing this radio show, but I'd be actually doing it in fluent German. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See? Wow. <laughs> See? So there you go. I mean, it's interesting. So, you know, if I talk about real estate for a moment and I bring in, you know, this whole superstition on real estate, does it affect values? Could be. It could. See, now, I wanted your perspective on that because, you know, think about this for a second. I mean, there are certain things that would be more important to you, mm-hmm. like the layout of a property, the design of a property. I yeah. mean, you know, if you go in, will it really, really matter to you whether or not it faces north other than the fact that, see, because look, at if you're facing north, mm-hmm. right, if the house is facing north, yeah. it means that you've got south in your backyard. Exactly. So that means you've got sunshine. Yeah. The sun rises in the east. It sets in the west. Why wouldn't you want sunshine in your backyard? Well, I guess it all depends how superstitious the buyer is really at the end of the day, because if they don't believe in those superstitions, they might just take the house for another reason. But if those beliefs are so strong, that might be their driving force into what what home they purchase. Right. So you as a young adult, okay, and you're in a different frame of mind, (laughs) would that kind of thing affect you? Well, as a young adult, I would have to look at the price first and see. Yeah. <laughs> see, now we're talking. Now we're okay. So now we're we're right on. Yes, exactly. The price. Look at the price, the location, and just I wouldn't really care as much about the the superstitions because if I took that home, I would turn it into my own. Exactly. Yeah, you put your own design and decor into it, unless exactly, of course you yeah. have to have sunshine in your backyard. Mm-hmm. You know, then you go to another alternative. Of course. You just try to look for another, another right. residence. Like I can get it if people don't want to have a corner lot, mm-hmm. you know, because if they're buying into a corner lot, geez, you better have an awful lot of time on your hands. Oh, we did. Well, the second, wow. the second house that I lived in, we were at, that we were, re- we were actually renting it. It was a corner lot. And I know exactly what you mean. Shoveling, you build the muscle shoveling that, that corner lot and mowing the grass there. You're, you're, a, whole... you're a nice son. You were out there <laughs> doing that? Of course. Of course. Wow. Got to help out the mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And, and then plus you have everybody and their brother running across your lawn. Exactly. God, you got kind of annoying those, those darn kids. 
<laughs> well, it's just, you know, now in Etobicoke, if you were to put up a hedge to mm-hmm. stop people from doing it, you can actually be fined if you don't put it close enough, like closer to the house as opposed to... You oh, can't, I see. Yeah, because you can't block the view of cars if they want to turn. Oh, okay. And because some people, they have their hedges right up until the end and they mm-hmm. put it right to the property line. Well, yeah. you can't do that in certain oh. areas of Etobicoke. No, it makes sense because it's a safety problem. Exactly. You know, someone comes across around that mm-hmm. hedge and someone's turning turning right and they don't see them and maybe lose control or whatever the case may be it's it or a cause a traffic accident exactly. whichever you know so That's the biggest issue safety there. wise yeah yeah no corner lots to me sounds so much work i think personally an ideal is a court location oh that would be oh that would be fantastic uh, you know i mean that's what builders need to do they just need to build all the houses on courts but they don't because then they take away too much land exactly you know courts are great because you know? you, it's almost like you have your big parking space area yeah. you don't have to worry about on uh, oncoming traffic it's great. Courts are awesome. Except for the ones where the developers or the city came in and they put that big mound of a flower pot, uh, oh. a flower section in the center of the right court. Right in the middle. What were they thinking? The kids can't even play hockey out there. I have no idea. It doesn't really do anything to the neighborhood. No, it doesn't. It doesn't help it, at all. <laughs> no, it just makes the total, it's a big mistake. And they the actually opposite. have those in condo complexes too. Do you know how many people have smashed their cars on those things? Quite a few, you'd think. Yeah, they have. Because what's happened is, is that they come in, they can't get around the bend. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they, they you know, because you've got traffic jams going on yeah. in that big, huge circle. Yeah. And there's been, I, I would love to know how many insurance companies have had to do pl- claims on vehicles strictly because they've put those islands in the center of either the courts or in the condominium complexes or something. It's mm-hmm. got to be pricey. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Because yeah. you, know, you can't see it out of your rear view mirror. No, no, you can't. No. And even you know, if it's um, summertime, maybe the flowers and so on. But in the wintertime, if the snow starts covering it, pointless it's just a big inconvenience and a lot of those spaces aren't really that big enough to begin with anyway so you throw a big spot in the middle makes it even smaller well exactly you know so so these are all points you know what justin it's amazing because i mean <laughs> you know it, it's it was so much fun <laughs> today having you on the show no, it was because, great as a pleasure yeah you know sometimes you just take a look at things and and you ever have a uh, a what if kind of what the heck kind of day and you're thinking okay so i hear this and i hear that I love to stay around amazing things, amazing positive influences. Like, you know, so rather than getting so caught up in all these superstitions all the time, Mm -hmm. okay, which I really think it's in itself creates a negative vibe. Oh, for sure. Because your mind is constantly thinking about these superstitions. It's controlling what your, all your thoughts and it just throws you off for the day. I like to, I like to be as positive as I can be because I don't like to bring in negative energy. A lot of people, they ask me how I could be so positive. It's for that reason. I, what's the point of being negative, bringing that negative energy in when you can be positive? Exactly. Well, you know, it's, it's like that weigh scale, right? Okay. So you, you find a house that you really like, right? Yeah. And you, okay, so you got your right hand and your left hand, okay? You're thinking, okay, you're using it as the way scale. And mm-hmm. you're thinking, okay, fine. I love the house because it has this, 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 this. There's a park over here. The park is great. Kids can go. The dogs can run in the park. We'll see people over there. It'll be entertaining and whatever. And then you start blowing it away by saying, oh, you know, somebody could be coming through the park. It's open space in the nighttime. Maybe it's not safe. Well, yeah, if you're going to walk through it at 2 a.m. in the morning, For it won't be. For some strange reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... So all of a sudden, you're totally destroying the wonderful benefits that you had with exactly. the park being there. 
by bringing in all these negative, uh, this negative comments, negative energy. I mean, the fact is you have open, open space and you don't have somebody staring into your backyard or front yard. Yeah. That right off the bat to me is a huge benefit. Oh, it's great. So grab the park, take the park. Now, if it's a hydro line and you've got electrical magnetic <laughs> fields and you're concerned about cancer and, uh, you know, other health issues, well, you know, that's not superstition. That's just being something because you're concerned about your health and you believe that these things will affect you. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Windmills. Windmills. You know, there's uh, something that came up on a big topic. Oh, yeah? Windmills and cell towers. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Have you ever gone along the QEW and you see that big, huge white cross? Oh, yes, yes. That's Every a cell morning. tower. Oh, is it? That's a cell tower. I did not know that. I thought it was just a random cross. <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was a random cross. I had no idea it was a cell tower. Is that the bizarre? You want to know something? It, yeah. People, you could live in a property, okay? And say, for instance, you're close to a church. Yeah. And that church has a lot of land. That church, okay, they could make the decision that they want to contact the Ministry of Communications and so on and arrange to contract for money because they can actually receive uh, like a leasing fee. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can put a cell tower up oh yeah yeah and if you're wow. in that perimeter it's your problem sorry wow. you're going to start looking at it so that is actually a cell tower that's incredible i did not know that just thought everybody in the neighborhood got all religious a big white cross on the qew <laughs> i always thought it was just a big cross i'm gonna you know it's good to know that when i drive home tonight i'll be able to point that out as a cell tower well you know what's happened is is that and that's that's the funny part you see Sometimes, you know, you can see something. If you have a superstition, you're going to believe it's a particular thing because you see that. Exactly. You know, and you're going to relate it to something and then it isn't, Mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, like um, what happens is they have to, because there's so many people using cells nowadays, Mm -hmm. and it's not just the mother and the dad in the house, it's their kids and their this and their that. Almost everybody. Yeah, everybody. And, uh, you know, the frequencies, the the power in that area are being challenged. So they have to bring in more cell towers with uh, more um, ability to have a stronger signal in the neighborhood yeah so that's the reasoning yeah and and, and nobody wants them nobody wants them in their backyard but they do want a stronger a stronger signal exactly so if it's in your backyard (laughs) you have the strongest signal possible (laughs) pretty much yeah Yeah, well it kind of goes along with the windmills right yeah you know so the windmills became a superstitious issue for people Mm -hmm. they felt it but i think that that was more of a i don't know that's a bit of a cop-out Mm-hmm. Oh, just yeah, just a bit. Yeah. So there's the other side of it mm-hmm. is using it as a cop out or using it as a reason. Yeah. Okay. Or as an excuse. Exactly, and it's it's just holding you back from doing things. You know, just living life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. So exactly. you know, trying to clean healthy living—that's uh, that's an interesting subject because you know what, you can. There's just so much that we're exposed to nowadays. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it goes back to cell phones. Okay. So you're not allowed to put it on your ear. Yeah. Because it's not safe for you to do it. Exactly. Okay, you're carrying it in your back pocket. I don't know how safe that is. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, all of these different things that, you you know, you're not supposed to expose yourself to because it's not going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, same thing, is it not? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. You know what? I was thinking the other day that, uh, you know, I keep a, I keep a tune on uh, uh, medical alerts that come out every day because okay. I'm just curious to see what's happening. Yeah. And, uh, and two, you know, I created the nonprofit uh, Condo Owners Association. Okay. So I know that there's been, uh, Movember, for instance, has done huge donations to other types of uh, 
research, like medical research. Oh, Movember, and, yeah, Movember's Mo- been very successful since it started years ago. A hundred percent, yeah. And they're, what they're doing now is they're actually embracing more initiatives by helping. They just donated, as a matter of fact, $5 million to the Prostate Society of Cancer. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, it's great. It's amazing. Wow. And uh, yeah, so, you know, because there's there's a lot of unknowns going on, you know, in, in the prostate world of cancer. Mm-hmm. And because, of course, it's more geared towards men, yeah. obviously, that they're not as vocal. Men do not talk about it as much as women do, for instance, with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Women, women are much more vocal and they're more, you know, it's easier for them to share their thoughts, right? Yeah. Now, I wonder, I know it sounds crazy, but I wonder if superstition plays a role in all of that or whether it's just, you know, the fact that they feel embarrassed or maybe, you know, shy about things or maybe there is a superstition it could be you know about the manhood and all that i mean it's a possibility Mm -hmm. i don't think women are as geared in that direction as as much yeah you know i don't know something that's something that came to mind when i actually read that article so i thought it was it was fascinating It's very interesting it could be Mm -hmm. it could be um uh, have something to do with the superstitions because if they talk maybe the thought is if you talk about it then it gets worse and worse but if you keep it to yourself then you're cured and you'll be okay Right. Yeah. Then you don't have to share it. Or maybe it's because if you do want to share it, maybe you don't want people coming back to you and asking you about it all the time either. Exactly. Right? You so, just want it to go away and... Yeah. Yeah. If that. you leave it alone, it'll just go away. Mm-hmm. Right? You yeah. know, sort of shut your, you know, turn on the blinders and forget about it and, you know, you'll wake up tomorrow morning and everything will be fine. Yeah. You know, <laughs> really, honestly, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think that, uh, to be honest, it, you know, if anybody out there, if you run into any situations about anything, really the best thing to do is, hey, you can go on the internet at any given time. You can Google research just about any subject that you ever want. You could find anything yeah. you want on the internet. Yeah. You know, you can get some kind of information of, of something, but don't just let anything just go away and try not to have superstitions influence your life to the point of making you follow a different direction from what you would normally be doing exactly go live your life take chances and just have fun with the time that you have on you know that you have on earth right exactly and don't get too caught and i understand you know there's different religious beliefs and uh you know things that you've grown up with all your life i'm not saying to just throw them aside maybe what you need to do sometimes is keep the door open for different perspectives on things as you grow you become different you know what justin you're today you're 21 you know what in five years time you're a different person in in a month's time you're a different person. oh for sure for sure i've seen you know i'm totally different than than when i graduated high school Exactly. Yeah. You know, because you're embracing all of this information, all the new experiences and yes, everything you got it. And you're developing yourself. Exactly. You know, they actually say that the frontal lobes of a brain are not fully, fully developed until you're in your early thirties. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that before. And that was the reason why they stepped forward and decided to start doing more research on concussions mm-hmm. and all these different issues because they started to come up with more, you know, information just on research. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's amazing all the information that they gather these days. Exactly. It's great. <laughs> well, many years ago, I actually did an article on the frontal lobes. I used to do a, an article for a uh, hockey magazine. Okay. There was a comment that came out of Rosie DeMano from the Toronto Star, and I didn't like the comment that she had made at that time. And it yeah. said, hey, you know what? Hockey players suck it up, you know, don't complain about things if you, you know, because it is a tough sport. Well, being a tough sport is one thing, but being smart about it is another. You got to be and, safe. Well, exactly. Yeah. And she was complaining about the fact that they were then switching off to have helmets. 
Yeah, can you imagine? Because years ago they played hockey with no helmets. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. You way, know, I mean, heck, goalies when. played with no masks. Yeah, so if if you did that now, especially how rough the because when they played without helmets, the game wasn't as physical as it is now. It was still physical, but if you look at today's game, you have to have as much protection as possible. Because you look at some players like Wade Belak a few years ago, Derek Bogard. Um, they're guys that you know they passed away, you know, uh, complications from concussions because their brains were damaged. Well, exactly. You know, so putting all superstitions aside, I mean, there has to be a level of safety and mm-hmm. common sense. Exactly. You know, so so that was it was interesting because she had actually put that article out there because I guess, hey, you know, you're a professional hockey player. You're supposed to even minor hockey. I mean, you're supposed to be a tough guy. Well, come on. So so as time went on, they continued to research it. And of course, now they've gotten more solutions to it. So I think what I'm trying to get at here is that, you know, it's great to have these superstitions, but don't let them block the path of advancement For sure. and common sense and everything else. Because, yeah. you know, we're in uh, heck, we're 2014. I mean, the future is uh, limitless. It really is. It really, really is. It's amazing. <laughs> well, you're listening to Linda Pinizzato of the Condo Expert. I'm here today and I'm talking to Justin Goulet and we're having a fabulous conversation and I hope you were tuning in. So hang tight and we will be right back. Linda Pinizzato. She's not your typical realtor. She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo, When you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinizzato at Sutton Group Quantum Realty, 416-561-7373, or visit her at lindapinizzato.com. Hello there. You're listening to Linda Pinizzato at the Condo Expert, and we're here at the studio at the Hayes FM. I'd love to hear from you. If you have a story, you want to be a guest on my show, give me an email, Linda at Linda Pinizzato, P-I-N-I-Z-Z-O-T-T-O dot com. You have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you soon. Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, uh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. 